There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I feel like it's increasingly harder to be apolitical, though, because it feels like these days everybody is expected to have a political opinion about everything. Like if somebody were to come up and ask you a question of like, where do you stand on like trans people in sports in the United States? If you were to answer like, I don't really have an opinion on that. It's basically the same to a lot of people saying like, fuck trans people. I hate them all. Like, it's like people will hear it as like the same, like you're expected to have like- It's like saying no comment in a courtroom. You're automatically guilty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hear them chat to the noise. Move too quick, can't stop for the talking. G'day ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Cancel Me Now. This podcast is getting things done ladies and gentlemen. Today we have a very interesting guest, someone I wasn't aware of until producer Lordy gave me the old 211, I don't know what that actually means, but they gave me some information on who this dude is. He is one of the first Twitch streamers to ever make it a full-time job, to ever be able to quit his job and just say, hey, I'm just going to rely on Twitch streaming. This dude does hours and hours. I think Lordy was saying like eight hours a day of streaming, something like that, something insane like that. His name is Destiny, real name Stephen, um, and he has some controversial opinions. He's recently been banned by Twitch, and I, and by recently I mean this morning when I'm recording this. So um, he's going to be pretty pissed off, I think, coming into this. he's uh, We're just watching his stream at the moment. He's currently playing Elden Ring, I think he is, um, and and talking about some stuff with Vosh and uh, some other things. So I think we'll have some interesting um, places of, you know, we, we agree on some things, and I'm sure we'll, we'll disagree on others. He's, uh, he's a, would you say he's far left or he's just a bit of a left-wing sort of dude? Um, Progressive. He's progressive leaning, but he's not outrageous. Um, so I, I think it'll be very interesting to talk to someone on the left side of politics when obviously I'm on the far, far, far right. Isn't that? Yeah, I think that's what they say. That's what they say about the old buttsman as Lordy throws a symbol in the background that is definitely a joke and not not me at all. Um, so this, this will be really interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I was sort of um, hesitant to do it because I, I didn't really know who he was. And then Lordy and I recently, did a bit of a road trip down to Wollongong and we listened to a lot of his podcasts and he, he had one with, uh, well, it was a debate. He, he's a debater. He's really, really good at debating. Um, and he had a debate with Count Dankula, Dick Masterson, who's been on this show as well. Uh, interesting conversations and, and I really enjoyed them. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I would also like to say before we get stuck into the podcast with Destiny that uh, if you would like to become a part of this community, we would really love to have you. And for a dollar a month on our Patreon, you can become a part of it. A dollar a month, that's all we ask. That gets you access to behind the scenes footage and Live streams. Yes, that's right. We do this show live each and every week. Uh, not this one because it's with Zoom and we haven't really figured that out yet. But we'll get there, ladies and gentlemen. By the time you join, we might actually have it done. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, this is my podcast with Destiny. 
mate, I am. Uh, well, we just, I just woke up. I'm here in Australia. Um, you're in the states, I, I take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What part of the states here? I'm in Miami right now. Ah, Florida. I'm heading there in two weeks. Oh, cool. What for? Uh, so I'm coming over to do some uh, some uh, a couple of gigs and that type of stuff throughout New York and that just um, some spots at some comedy clubs and uh, going to the UFC in uh, in uh, where is it bloody? Can you remember? Austin? No, it's not in. No, not Memphis. Not Austin. They're definitely not in uh, Florida. Um, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in uh, in your fine part of the world. That's where I'm heading. It's very exciting. Okay. So you were, um, you've been on Twitch since one of the very early adopters, from what I understand, and you were probably the first person to quit their job, run off that uh, platform as a full-time income, and now you've been cancelled for all intents and purposes. How is that? How is that going to affect you? And what? And what happened? Really? That's that's my 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 main question. Um, it's, uh, I don't know what the topics are for tonight. It's a long, long, long story. That's kind of yeah. like asking like, why did Hitler kill himself? Yeah. I'll compare myself to Hitler. Cause at this point, everyone's a good move. Anyway. No, I like yeah. that. I like it's that. It's a, good and, and it's like, well, it's a t- we have to get into it's kind of, there's a long story leading up to that point. Um, in terms of like how it affects me. Um, I mean, it's, it's annoying. It sucks. There are other things that are more upsetting than getting banned from a platform, but, um, yeah, I don't, there's like 25 different ways that I can go. I guess with that question, I don't know how, how deep you want to get into that. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd love to know why it happened. Um, the most surface level thing I can say is they never tell you why exactly you're banned, but there have been a lot of arguments. Um, I'm sure you've probably caught the Leah Thomas swimmer in the news recently. And there are arguments. The, the swimmer, the swimmer, yeah, the, uh, the biological male who is uh, currently swimming in uh, major competitions in the U S uh, winning them all. Um, and, you know, has benefited from years of testosterone, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to, I don't think she's won all of her competitions, but she is playing. She's doing very well. She's, yes. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's doing well. Um, but it was conversations related to trans women's places in sports. And then based on where the research is right now, I don't think that, um, I don't think that trans women should be competing with cis women in the same athletic events. Um, and I think, I think it had to do with these conversations that I got axed maybe, but I, okay. I can't know for sure because they don't ever tell you exactly why you got banned. You know? so, so I agree with you there, but what is, what is your point of view on that subject? Um, I think it's a really, I think it's a difficult, I think it's a really difficult subject to talk about. Um, yeah. You don't really want to tell a group of people like wholesale that you can't participate in sports because that's obviously pretty shitty. And it's but, not nice. That's, that's the thing with a lot of these subjects is they're not nice. Like they're, it's it's a mean. It's not a very polite thing to talk about, but mm-hmm. I guess sometimes you need to sort of take the emotion out of these things. Yeah, a little bit, but I mean, it's an emotionally driven topic for a good reason. Uh, I think that I think it's okay that there's emotions on both sides, but yeah, I mean, it seems like if women's sports are a protected place for women to compete, for cisgender women to compete, um, it's a pretty hard sell if trans women maintain a lot of the training advantages from being athletes when they were training as biological males. Um, so it seems to be an unfair playing field at least where the research is right now to have them competing trans women competing against cisgender women. So I'm kind of against it right now. Yeah. yeah. And, and that makes sense. I mean, if, for anyone who, who is trained in the gym, you see people who have been on, on type different types of gear over the, over the past uh, few years of their training, whether it be testosterone or human growth hormone, and they mm-hmm. benefit from that. Um, you know, this is anecdotal obviously, but, but for life and, you know, they grow, uh, they grow at a, a larger rate. They're able to compete, 
um, more uh, viciously, if you will. And the the thing with that is, it, it if you sit back as a natural athlete in, in what I'm referring to here, you go, okay, well, that's not really fair. And I understand from a, from a female's point of view, a biological female, if you sit back there and someone who has been for the most part of their life and competed as a male walks into your sport, you know, you don't feel it is it is quite fair. And it's also not fair to her as well because she's like, well, hey, you know, I'm a woman. This is how I feel. I want to compete. Um, uh-huh. So it's, it's one of those tough situations. And I, I feel like these are the conversations that must be had. You know, if we don't have these conversations, then people – someone feels like they lose. But being banned from Twitch because of something like that, is that sort of like – do they treat that as a very safe LGBT – Q plus community, like it's a safe place for, for people who um, feel they live in that realm? Um, I think most places on the internet are kind of treated that way right now, yeah. all the mainstream social media platforms. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they do. So what are you playing at the moment? Um, when I'm streaming? Or- yeah. Uh, right now I'm playing Elden Ring, and then sometimes I play League of Legends, unfortunately, but... <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard a lot about Elden Ring and apparently it's a it's a whole world. It's a whole world to just like lose yourself in. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't play games. Like I just mm-hmm. get lost and I don't do any other work. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my big thing. Like I was playing, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Valhalla. Um, fucking- Valheim? Assass- Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like an oh, old- Assassin's Creed. Okay, good. And and it was just um, I got a PS Five. It was on on sale on the on the uh, the PlayStation Store, and I, I got it. And I mean, I spent like two hundred hours playing that game. And I was like, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't do this, man. This is this is it takes too up too much of my life because obviously I'm not like you who can stream, can you mm-hmm. know talk and do all that type of stuff. I just literally sat there in front of my TV playing this for hours and hours and hours. I was like, you know, work can wait. This can wait. Um, going to the gym can wait, all that type of stuff. How, how can you? How, how do you go with, let's say, brain capacity giving into one subject, like talking about you know political things or whatever it happened to be, and playing a, a very in depth game at the same time? Um, I mean, if I'm doing both at the same time, if I'm on a stream and I'm playing a game, there's one of two things is happening. So um, I don't know if people are aware of this, but multitasking is impossible. Our brain aren't wired for it. you can't do it. So if you see somebody multitasking, what mean what what's happening is they're not giving their full attention to one of those tasks. So oftentimes if you see me playing a game and talking to somebody, there's either one or two things happening. Either one, the conversation is one I've had a million times. So I just kind of have to regurgitate the standard talking points and I don't really need to be there 100% for it. Or two, it's a more challenging conversation or I'm thinking more about the conversation. And if you watch me play the game, I'm probably just like running around in circles or like doing some very menial stuff. Um, there's never going to be a point in time where you see me like focusing really hard on a new game that I haven't played or something's taking a lot of thought and having like a really in-depth and detailed conversation. I think it's pretty impossible to maintain. It, it is impossible to maintain both of those tracks of thought at the same time. Mm. I think one of the most interesting debates or conversations I saw you have was with Jesse Lee Peterson, a really um, <laughs> God, interesting yeah. and intelligent conversation. I, w- I was listening to that with my producer, Lordy, who, who arranged this and we were, we were driving back about a three or four hour drive. And we're listening to that, um, not for the whole whole drive. We listened to a few, but man, that I didn't know that that dude was serious. Like he's yeah, he's a very serious guy. Yeah, he's been doing that and like activism and stuff for the past like I think like forty years with this organization and everything. So, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so what does he? What is so he's just like a mad right winger. That's his that's his whole life sort of thing. 
very traditional religious person. Yeah. So right cons- maybe conservative is more so than. Um, yeah, he's not like a Nazi or like crazy alt right or anything like that. He's just like very traditional religious, very conservative person. Yeah, maybe a little bit racist. <laughs> maybe, um, which is strange because he's a, a black dude. Yeah, but he he makes self deprecating jokes about black people all the time. So I I don't know that's a whole. Other, do, do you think he should be out? If you was you as a um, I know you're not 100 percent white, but you know as white dudes, let's just say for for argument's uh-huh. sake, can we make? Do you think we can make? Uh, self-deprecating jokes is is that not afforded to us by being that particular color or having that um, racial background um there's like 52 different ways you can interpret that question can you do something like are we able to yeah of course should we be able to probably should we be able to without public backlash Maybe should we be able to without getting banned off platforms? Maybe there's like, it depends on where you want to go. Like, I think that anybody should be able to make any joke they want, um, but obviously there are going to be consequences for everything. You mm. know, where should those stop and, you know, where should those start? I think gets into weird areas, but that's going to come down to obviously, I guess your personal views. I mean, but I guess if you're asking me for my personal views, um, I, I personally don't care. The only thing that I care about that I'm super invested in, I, maybe because of what I do, is misinformation. I think that's what triggers me more than anything else. I don't really care about hate speech or anything else. If you don't like stuff, like ignore it or mute it or just don't listen to the person. But um, yeah. So I imagine that was pretty um, at the forefront of your mind over the last, let's say, 24 months with COVID and vaccines and yeah. all that type of stuff. Yeah, so I would there, say was, so. there was a lot of people spreading what you would define as misinformation. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, with, with that, and I don't want to get into it too much because that's just that just mm-hmm. like destroys um, views on podcasts and stuff. Like as soon as you, t- <laughs> as soon as you talk about it, either people switch off or the powers that be the evil cabal at Facebook or YouTube, they just go, nah, you're not allowed. Mm-hmm. Just, just shut the fuck up. Um, I mean, I understand that there is sort of a government guideline. Were you running off the government guideline? Were you running off the basically the the science that was coming out um, on a weekly or, or monthly basis? Because it, obviously it was changing um, drastically. Like in Australia, for example, the mm-hmm. uh, the big push from the government here was uh, you sh- you need to get um, vaccinated to stop the spread. If you get vaccinated, you won't be able to spread it. And that mm-hmm. was, from what I understand, and I'm probably very incorrect. I'm a comedian, not a fucking scientist. Um, that was true for the first variant, alpha variant. And then for for Delta and then for Omicron, it wasn't exactly true. It may have had some impact uh, for Delta early on when it was sort of, um, you know, changing into Delta, et cetera, et cetera. But overall, it was not exactly true. And then people in Australia, a lot of people who sort of fit that, that bandwagon of or that uh, – that ideology of anti-vax, if you want to go with that, they sort of started to think, okay, well, hey, why why is it still spreading when people are getting vaccinated? And the truth of the matter was it, it could still spread, but the government ran with the idea and ran with the older science rather than with the updated stuff that, hey, no, no, you cannot spread this with the vaccine. They knew that was not completely correct, but they ran with it anyway because it was basically optics. It was like, okay, this looks better. We can't go back on what we said a month ago. Like we're going to look stupid. Um, and I think that sort of films or fit, finds this – settles, if you will, in people's minds as distrust, as a reason not to listen, as a reason to feel like, you know, they're, they're out to get them, that type of thing. Do you know where I'm coming from with this sort of – yeah, I, I think the left played their hand a little bit too strong, and then it became hard to back away from some of those statements. 
So some of the statements that I make on stream when we're researching about like, cause sometimes we'll do very dry, very boring. Like we're going to go through Google scholar and read studies about like ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or remdesivir or whatever, you know, like the medications that people were talking about at the times. Um, I would always say things like, so when I talk about like ivermectin, I'll make a statement like ivermectin does not appear to be a good treatment for COVID-19 at this point in time. Um, and I feel pretty comfortable making that statement, but I would never make the statement Ivermectin is a bad drug that will never treat COVID-19. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people will mistake the current evidence and they will make future predictions off of it when that's just not how the scientific process works. It might be the case that tomorrow some huge RCT comes out that shows that ivermectin in some cases is like a very effective treatment or prophylactic. And if that's the case, if you've made a statement like I've made that right now the evidence doesn't show it works, you can say like, oh, well, now the evidence shows it does work. So I'm going to change my position on the drug. But if you've made some of the stronger statements earlier on, it's very hard to get away from those. And then you start to like emotionally identify with those statements. And then it becomes a huge, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Sorry? Can I swear on this podcast? Fuck yeah. Okay, fuck yeah. It becomes a huge shit show on both sides. Sorry, I didn't ask before with the language because I know some things don't like curse. It's all good, brother. It's all good. It's all good. I think that there are really good conversations. There are always good conversations that can be had about everything, but they never happen because people are so dig in on both sides. I think for the coronavirus stuff, I think the really good conversation that could have happened was how much damage publicly are we trying to mitigate and at what cost? Because technically we could eliminate most diseases on the planet if like the government got all their guns, told everybody we're locking you all in your houses for 30 days, fuck you, we're getting rid of all ICs. We could do that all across the entire planet, arguably, right? But like, would we wanna do that? You know, is it worth the trip? Probably not. Um, and then on the flip side, we could also say like, you know what, fucking get sick, die, it's part of nature, you know, fuck you. And then we yeah. just run that, you know, we could do that. So I think there's a really fascinating conversation about in the middle, like, you know, how much public safety do we thrust on people in exchange for how much, um, like what, what are the results of this? But that conversation never happened. Um, instead, on the left, it was people basically saying that, like, you have to be dogmatically married to the most extreme things ever. And if you're not, then fuck you. You hate everybody. You want to kill everybody. And then you had people on the right saying shit like, I, you know, my grandma wore a mask and she died of carbon dioxide poisoning. She crawled out of bed and couldn't survive. And, you know, my children ate their own boogers in their mask and now we're dying. And I got like an ivermectin shot and I turned into a fucking horse. Right. So that like the, the, the real conversations can never happen because both of the sides are so dug in on their extreme areas that it's like a waste of time to even begin to have those types of conversations. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, and political dogma becomes or has become religion. Uh, in, in or has replaced religion in many people's lives. They feel like they need to belong to something, and that's what uh -huh. they that's what they live with. And I get that. I understand that. A lot of people need something, and that's I guess that's a, a human. Um, I guess it's a human feature or a human uh, part of being a human. But here in Australia, like we have very like just like America, people are either on one side or the other. I always try and play the fence and look at the information in front of us and just go, okay, where are we? And for the whole COVID situation and for vaccines, in one video I made on on YouTube, I had I was called in the comment section a government shill and an anti-vaxxer in the same video. So people uh -huh. just take what they take what they want. They hear what they want. Like you know, how can I be a shill for the government and an anti-vaxxer in the same video? Like that's insane. But they pick and choose what they want and what they want to hear. It's the same with ivermectin. We talk about that uh, a lot uh, in in my circles. You know, you have people saying this could do it, and it could. 
as you said, you know, there was, I think there was a study released the other day that sort of was definitive proof that, okay, we still don't see much benefit. But as you said, uh, was that, you know, was that a random uh, controlled study, yada, 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 all that type of stuff? Uh, was it perfect? Was it perfectly done? We don't know yet. And as I've always said through this thing, we won't know the best way to do this for the next 10, 20 years when there's case studies and, you know, millions of minds have spent a long period of time becoming experts on it. Um, but I think people just love that shit. They love being uh, an armchair expert. It's the same when people watch sport. They go, oh, he should have done that. He should have done this. And it's like, well, you don't know. You don't know what people should have done. You don't know what's happening in these backroom office deals. Like, uh, you know, the President of the United States is going, well, we, we need to think about optics in this situation. How does this um, How does this look to people? Are people going to trust us more or trust us less if we go back on our word? It's just, it was a clusterfuck. And I, I get it too because it was unprecedented. You know, it was everyone was freaking the fuck out. I, I don't know if you recall back in the early days of COVID, people in China were just falling dead on the streets. That's what we were seeing in the news. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, it's- I mean, I remember in the early days feeling weird in the first like month where we took the pandemic seriously. Where like even <clears> I think I was like wearing a mask, like driving on my car, like expecting to see fucking zombies walk out of the street. Like, unironically, it was very. <laughs> you strange. were you were one of those people in the yeah, car by well, yourself. Keep in mind, my I was probably in one of the. One of the most unique things, I'll never see anything as strange as this in my entire life. Um, I don't know what traffic is like where you are, so it's, it's hard to explain how weird this was. But driving down the five, um, one of the freeways or the 405 in, in LA, and seeing there be no traffic is probably oh. one of the most post-apocalyptic surreal things, because that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Like It is the arguably some of the worst traffic. <clears throat> it is de facto the worst traffic in the US arguably some of the worst truck in the world, driving up and down that freeway and seeing not a single car, that was just very scary and very strange. Mm. I felt like it was like a nuclear war or something happened. So I think that like my mind, and also something that's very scary that I've never seen in my life, going to grocery stores and seeing lines of people outside waiting to get in. That's just really weird stuff to see, you know? And, you, and then everybody is on Twitter saying like, my grocery store ran out of food. And it's like, fuck, like, I don't know how to fucking hunt. Like I live in California. Yeah. I don't have any of my guns with me. I can't kill people for food. Like I'm fucked. Like, um, yeah, that was it was it was very surreal. That lasted for like a week or two, obviously. I don't think that, you know, I like I'm I'm pretty realistic in terms of what'll happen. Like I got all my shots, but like if I get sick, I don't think I'm gonna die or anything. But the, the first few weeks were definitely very strange. I don't know if we've ever dealt like that um with anything since uh, even the Spanish flu. Like, yeah, it's very strange. Mm. Right? Yeah. And um, you know, we were we were panicking as well. We're like in Australia, we had everyone was like, okay, for the next, you know, basically for the next week or so, don't leave the house, all this type of stuff. We need to uh, mm-hmm. I think it was, you know, we need to stop the curve, all that type of stuff, or flatten the curve rather. Um, and, and you watch things shut down. You watch the shops shut down. You watch uh, petrol go up. You watch all these things that you see in post-apocalyptic movies, those type of things. I am legend, that type of shit. And it is, it is, yeah. it is scary. You know, you think, where is Will Smith at this point in time? Has he sort of made himself a bunker? It, it was one of those moments where, in like, we'd never seen it before. And um, thankfully... The, the Ukraine conflict started, so we don't have to worry about COVID anymore. It's sort of over. Um, that's nice. Um, it's nice to see the news presenters out there talking about something else. But um, I wanted to just change tunes for a moment. Um, uh-huh. a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Big Bad Vosh. I know you have a... Uh, <laughs> The pedophile expresser guy. So I whoa, hate this whoa, whoa. more than you, you will ever know. You, you, um, you, you know what he called me in a I, video, I'm just right? In a video. You know yeah, what, what he, 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 what 
in a video, he um, so he, I made this video about uh, there was a, a young girl. She would have been like eighteen or nineteen. I think she was almost twenty, right? And uh-huh. um, I look a bit older than I am. I'm tw- I'm twenty eight, so I would have been like twenty six at the time. And uh-huh. she was twenty three. Producer Lordy hit me with the facts you from got the Jamie in the background there. I got Jamie. Jamie's <laughs> looking it up. Twenty three. Yeah, pull she up was the, pull up her wicket. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what was the date of birth? Um, so she was 23 years old. I made fun of her in a video and Vosh basically said, this is a child and you're laughing at her. He said, you're a groomer, right? And he goes, you're a groomer. You're this, you're that. And and then this this whole thing from his audience, I didn't even see it. And these people are going, you're a groomer. You think it's okay to groom children? I was like, fucking what? What the fuck are you talking about? I was just sitting at my home with my family. And uh, I got the I got like the mega shit. So that's like the worst insult you can call someone. Like you know, to be involved in something so horrific as pedophilia, and then to see the shit that he's come out with over the past. Now, you have been very involved in uh, criticism against Vosch's opinions on um, pedophilia. I believe is that fair to say? Um, <laughs> not actually. It's a long story. Um, it's a long story. He's just. He's made like, Vosh came out of my community. I'm not sure if you're aware of that or not. He used to be okay. like Irish laddie a long time ago. And he was a person in my community. And um, <clears throat> there have been, uh, there's just been a lot of like random things that have come up uh, relating to him. Uh, I, I don't, I hate that I'm saying this because I shouldn't extend him any good faith whatsoever because he's truly a scum fucking movie. I don't think he's an actual pedophile. Um, I just no, say shit like I don't, I don't either. Out. Yeah. I don't either. So I don't either. He, I think he's had some like dumb quotes that are like kind of hyperbolic. Like, I want to say at one point, I hope I'm not misquoting it, but I think he said something like, if you're okay with like child slavery, like people yes. making your clothes in China, you should be okay with yep. like child sex. And it's like, I understand what he's going for there. He was trying to say that like, neither of those are okay, but people took it as him saying that both are okay. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what a lot of the quotes are. But the, the only reason I have any sort of empathy for him there is that like, people will do that shit to me a lot where they'll take like one clip out of a conversation and say that like, I'm pro like pedophilia, racism, transphobia, ism, whatever fucking ism they want. So yeah, it happens a lot. I'm oh, sure it's happened to you a ton, right? Yeah, well, mate, I've I've just um, recovered from my third cancellation here in Australia, and uh, the first one was uh-huh. for a joke about the Holocaust that I did on stage, uh, which was you know it was pretty mean, uh, but it was funny. Um, you know, okay. you get that you get that on the big jobs. Uh, the and then you know my my uh, audience grew, ticket sales grew. The the second one was a uh, a joke about the Christchurch massacre, and that was a Seen special. Yeah, I, did you? Okay. What'd yeah, you, did. What, what did you think? Um, I mean, I understand why it's funny. Um, I don't I don't take a lot of taxis, though, so I don't know how... I don't know... Wait, you're younger than me, aren't you? Like 28, 29? 28, yeah. Oh, okay. A lot of people don't know that, like, the stereotypes of, like, taxi drivers or whatever, but, yeah, I've, I've seen the joke. I know what you're saying. Yeah, oh, it's... Was it's, it funny it's, enough for how... There's... You're a comedian, so you probably know this better than anybody. I'm sure you get this when you're writing jokes. There is a... You know how, like if I can be sexist for a moment, you can handle like a certain level of craziness from a girl, depending on how hot she is. Yeah. It's the same thing with edgy humor. You can sure. be so edgy, but it has to be really funny. Yes. And you make a really edgy joke and it's not that funny. It's just really fucking horrible. Yeah. If yeah. You make joke the comedy is up there, then you can get away with it. So there's like a very careful balancing act with that. Yeah. So that, that works in a couple of ways. So the first uh-huh. time you the first, you write it and you think that's fucked up. I remember the Christchurch joke, uh, and, the, and the joke is, um, you know, the, the saddest thing about the Christchurch massacre wasn't the 52 innocent Muslims who were killed in their place of worship. It was the thousands of people stuck in Christchurch that night because they couldn't get a cab home from nightclubs. 
because all the mm-hmm. cabbies were dead. Uh, yeah. That's not exactly the joke, but, it, it, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the first time I thought of that, I was in the car with my uh, my fiance and we're driving and I said said it, like, you know, I just, so basically the way I work is I come up with a punchline first and I come up with a story. That's sure. how I sort of write jokes. And I said that and we're both like, that's so fucking horrible. Like this is just after it happened. And often that's where the most uh, edgy, if you will, material comes from. Immediately after it happens, you think of that, that's how my mind works. Like how can we turn this into something fucked up? Mm-hmm. And we both thought that's horrible. And then I was on stage probably three or four weeks later, maybe the Melbourne Comedy Festival, I think it was, uh, and I said it. And the response was, because the way with I like to do like real fucked up jokes is I take people, it's almost like a horror movie. You take people down a dark alley and then it's a jump scare. It comes out of nowhere. They don't expect it. And that's what's funny about it. Not the actual horrific event, but that they don't see it coming. They didn't think about it like that. And they think, oh my God, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Um, sure. So I say that at Melbourne, uh, the comedy festival, the first night, and not only does it get a massive laugh, it then gets an applause break. So I'm like, oh, fuck, now I've got to say it every night. So then I say it all over the world. I do a massive tour that year, um, and I think it was 96 shows in six different countries, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere that gets a round of applause, a big laugh, and uh, through the UK, through New Zealand, and even in Christchurch, uh, that got a massive laugh and round of applause. And then I filmed it on my special that year, and um, and it got... It, it was fine. It's on. It's on Amazon. I put it up on YouTube as well. You can go watch it. Uh, but it was fine. No issues at all. Until six months later. Six months later, someone clipped it, put it on uh, Twitter. Uh, a, a gentleman from the from the Muslim community, and he's pissed off, and rightfully so. It looks like I'm just doing a TED talk. You don't know I'm a oh, comedian. Okay, I just yeah. I just look like a fucking absolute asshole. Like. And I get hammered. Like I had, you know how you get message requests on Instagram? I had 60,000 in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Just like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to murder you. I'm going to rape your daughter. I'm going to do this. Like horrible shit. Um, but, you know, I was still able to go out and do things because that's right when face masks were becoming popular here in Australia. So I could just hide. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. But it was, so that was beneficial. Um, we, joked, but- um, we joked on stream earlier. It's very hard to tell what will happen ever socially because everything in uh, like, when, when it comes to social stuff, um, it's like a, it's almost like chaos theory. Like the final outcome is incredibly sensitive to initial inputs. Like one weird domino tip yes. can explode into weird stuff that nobody ever saw coming. Like when I first heard about the Joe Rogan stuff, my thoughts were like, what a fucking moron. Like, why is this guy in 2022 out here, like saying the N word and shit. And then I find out that it's like a compilation of like the past, like 700 years of Joe Rogan show. Like, Oh, he's just unlucky because somebody managed to make a compilation that happened to get track now. Now a big thing, and who could have saw that coming? You know, you've no, especially today where everybody has like a, a fucking digital archive of everything yeah. they've ever fucking said. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't exist on the internet today. I'm not even ashamed of it. I wouldn't exist on the internet today if there was like an archive of everything I said when I played games back when I was like 15, 16, oh, 17. Like, just, just conversations, destroyed. Just conversations yeah. with friends. Like this is where we say fucked up things. Like we say th- words we shouldn't say and we drop the F-bomb and maybe some people drop the N-bomb and all that type of stuff. Like, man, with, with, I remember when Rogan said that um, I was listening to it when it happened, like, not when it happened, but like uh, maybe a couple of weeks after he uploaded it. This is years ago. And in context, in the conversation, it's just like, huh, fuck. 
And then like a couple of years later, I remember him saying, I'm not going to say that word anymore. I've said it mm-hmm. like in um, – in 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 as as a, as a quote or as something else that someone said, but I'm not going to do that anymore. I think he did the same with um, faggot as well, and mm-hmm. he said I'm not going to do that anymore. I was like, okay, cool, that's that's your decision. And as we grow as human beings and we make different decisions, this is what we do. But when mm-hmm. you clip something, you put it on Twitter, and it's the same with the Vosh thing when he was uh, comparing child slavery, making uh, clothes and all that type of stuff. And you know, I'm I'm very familiar with all that. My mm-hmm. my merch that uh, that sells quite well is made in the worst sweatshops imaginable, and that's how we get the cheapest prices. But it is um, it. it when he made that comment and it went viral, I made a video about it and I, I do not like this dude, but I defended him and I said, this is not what he's saying, okay? It's a bad, it's a it's an unnecessary take. It's not even a bad take. It's just unnecessary. You didn't need to say that, but it's not it's not what he's saying. He's not saying that um, because we wear clothes that are made in sweatshops that you should be able to fuck kids. That's not what he's saying. Although... Oh, he does Jesus. buy Nikes. I'm just, I'm just saying, but, you know. <laughs> so what is that telling you? <laughs> yeah, but, what um, is that? I don't know. No, I'm just, but yeah, no, I know, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but in so, and then the third time I got cancelled was uh, last or two weeks ago. I was in Tasmania. There was an incident where children died in a jumping castle. It got picked up by the wind, and six kids oh, I died. I saw that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So me being me in Tasmania makes an off. Uh, an off-color comment about uh, a joke I do about skipping ropes and uh, the the nursery rhyme "Ring a Ring a Rosie," which is about the bubonic plague. And if we mm-hmm. in four hundred years time we did that, uh, that that nursery rhyme was about COVID. And anyway, and I said, obviously in Tasmania I had to make that joke about skipping, not jumping castles. So it's just like an off-color comment, man. Mm-hmm. The premier of fucking Tasmania saying you should not make jokes about that. Everyone's going. We got to cancel this guy. We got to stop him coming from t- coming to Tasmania. I don't know if you know what Tasmania is. It's just a little island off the bot. It was the senator, the equivalent of a senator. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, Tasmania is just this little fucking island down the bottom. But every single time I get cancelled, it's good for my career. Views go up, uh, subs go up, ticket sales have been great the last two weeks, and. I'm just an old hatter now. I just go, all right, cool, let's do it. It's um, because because I know who I am. I know there's no hate coming from me. Like I'm not trying to be a horrible person. And if someone was offended by the joke and they're genuinely offended, then that's horrible. But this is this is comedy. If you don't want to listen to it, don't come. Basically, yeah. I mean, I think that works up to a point. Um, but I mean, depending on what happens, that it can. I think it can get to be too much these days. Um, I've always been like a pretty edgy person. But back when I first got into streaming, it like it, back in like 2011 or 2012 or 2013, if you got banned from social media, you usually did something like really fucked up. You're mm. either making death threats or like you're spamming the N word at somebody. You're like, you're doing so, like, if you're in 2013 and you tell somebody like, man, I got banned from Facebook. You're like looking at person like, yeah, you probably deserve that. If you, yeah. if you actually are getting banned from social media in the, in the early 2010s, you're probably doing some dumb shit. Um, but Nowadays, man, it feels like you can get delisted on so much stuff and everybody is reciprocating everything too. Um, like you seem, I, like I glance at your YouTube channel, you sell shows, you seem like a big enough figure that like if you did something kind of fucked up in one of your shows, like I wonder if the dominoes would happen. You wouldn't just get like banned on some Australian comedy show, but like if your YouTube got banned, maybe your Patreon or whatever get banned or your TikTok yeah. get banned, your Instagram get banned and everything, like every platform will seek to like remove you from existence. and 
I think that's a little bit scary, kind of like the coordinated culture across all of the corporate platforms and the idea that you can kind of be like removed from the public discourse by some tech companies is a little mm. bit scary as well. Um, I don't know where you stand politically. I'm very far left-leaning and I, I hate almost every single thing possible you can hate about Trump's presidency <laughs> and everything about the guy personally. But the idea that he could be removed from existence by social media companies, that's really scary to me. Like this dude was the most powerful person in the world for four years. And now he is vanished without a trace on the internet, unless you go to like his specific like websites. And damn, that's a lot of power to have just because you managed to run the servers that host the social media that we all use today. Yeah, and that's that's the danger with deplatforming. You know, where does it stop? You know, and and as you uh-huh. said with the domino effect earlier, we don't know what's going to be happening in ten or twenty years, or what uh-huh. Zuckerberg's going to be thinking in that time period. Um, and that's when I start to think, okay, do we have um, sort of some government control? But then you don't want government control because then they become the corporation. So it's it's a rock and a hard place. You know, and I uh-huh. think that companies, you know, if you start a company, you should be able to run it the way you want to do it. You know, this is, uh-huh. uh, you know, you were protected by the First Amendment in uh, in America. We don't have that in Australia. Which just a, we're, we're all we're all convicts here. It's all fucked up. Um, sure. But um, you know, you want to be able to run that country how you want to do uh, that a company how you want to do it. But also, uh, when a company gets so big that it's it's where people live their entire lives, especially during lockdown everyone's entire life was social media. You know, it was YouTube, it was it was TikTok, it was all these type of things. If you then uh-huh. tell someone, no, you cannot be a part of that because of something relatively small, not Trump, you know, obviously that was bigger, but even Alex Jones, like, uh-huh. I mean, you know, he said some pretty outrageous things sometimes, like the S- Sandy Hook stuff, but other things he's been relatively right on, some things he's, you know, he throws a lot and hopes something sticks, all that type uh-huh. of shit. So... I don't know. I, I worry about that. And yes, if I went out and I actually did something really bad on stage, like a Kramer situation, where that's <laughs> like that's genuinely hateful, then yeah. okay, I deserve to have a lot of people shitty at me because that's that's genuine. Like you know, and that was a long time ago, and people change, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't think you should write them off for life. Mm-hmm. Like um, there was a dude on Joe Rogan's podcast the other day, Daryl. Um, I can't remember his last name, uh, but he basically goes out and meets with. KKK members and helps reform them. And now some yeah. of them have become good friends of his and they understand that what they were doing was absolutely atrocious. And, um, you know, we become better people, hopefully, as we age and we become more intelligent. But to, yeah, to ban someone it's, for life is, it's is really outrageous. hard. There's not really a path um, to redemption anymore because the internet kind of eternalizes and crystallizes all of our past wrongs. Um, it's very easy if I show you a person and then you meet that person and then you engage with that person to develop an opinion about that person that resembles where they're at right now. But if I could show you a log of the past 15 years of everything they say, then that road to redemption doesn't exist. Like Mm. I have people that attack me for clips from my stream from literally 2013 or 2012. They'll say like, Oh, didn't you say this or do that? And it's like, bro, like I understand that you're young and maybe I'll still grow, but like, damn dude, at 22, I was a fucking idiot, dude. I don't know. I wouldn't trust it. A single fucking thing I said, at 22 i'm 33 now like i don't believe that same yeah shit. i hope that you don't believe the same shit that you believed 10 years ago like yeah 23 year old 22 year old humans did a lot of wild crazy stupid shit and did a lot of wild crazy stupid shit like the only difference between me and you is i have a video of like every fucking moment of my life for the past 12 years yes. and you don't you know 
Yeah, and it's there uh-huh. for people. People, if they really want to go and deep dive it, they can find uh-huh. it. And it's the same yeah. with Twitter and, and Facebook. I, um, you know, that that's concerning. But you know, if you, you can tell if someone's doing something genuinely hateful, I made a TikTok a couple of months ago, and uh-huh. I actually ended up on. Uh, I did the sound check and everything for Doctor Phil to go on about talking about, which was a big deal for me. I was like, holy shit, Doctor Phil! I like Doctor uh-huh. Phil. I think, um, you know, I used to watch him when I was sick home from school. That's cool. Um, it was it was it was it was fun. But uh, something happened with COVID or something. One of the producers, anyway, whatever. It was about me saying that I thought that underarm hair on women was gross. Mm-hmm. Just that, just that. And I, I, I explained why I thought it was a bit gross and yada, yada, all that type of shit. But the clip that went uh, not viral on TikTok, but people started clipping and what do they call it? Duetting, that type of stuff. Um, that was just me saying women with body hair are disgusting. That was it. And that was just sort of designed to get someone in mm-hmm. and um, get someone in and watch the whole video, you know, as you do. And sure. so I make that and then everyone's just clipping that posting that and that's what goes viral is me just saying all women are disgusting Uh not that i said that but but that's what people are taking from it and then i just get hammered and all these people and a sponsor pulled out because of it and i was like no that's not what i said watch the whole fucking they're like hey it doesn't matter no one that's what a waste of time to even say that yeah and i'm sure you've learned that at that point you could never tell us about anybody like watch the whole thing watch the context like nah we're gonna crucify you actually on the 7.5 second clip like sorry you're fucked like yeah we're pulling out it's like okay well fuck you you know yeah what are you gonna do it's Mm -hmm. it's a three second clip and i said if you watch the whole thing i'm literally just saying i don't like body hair on women not all, not like, not like you know, a couple of days of growth. You know, you do you. You shouldn't be shaving every day. If you want to, do it. If you don't, whatever. You know, if you mm-hmm. want to grow the longest body arm, if underarm hair, you do it. It was the same with beards. Some chick don't like beards, like if they're fucking insane or whatever. Like they don't like beards, and that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. that's cool. It's all, it's fine. It's all good. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what went viral. And there was another dude um, in Australia. I saw this last night. He has a podcast with an ex detective, I think. And they were talking about the age of consent. And the question Uh was, and this was like a five or six second clip. And so he's saying to the detective, what if someone has an ID that says they're 18 in Australia, that's the legal age for drinking, uh, America 21, obviously. Um, Uh What if their ID says that they're they're 18 years old, they're using their sister's ID and they're actually 15 and Uh you sleep with them and then you get them pregnant or whatever. Like where do you stand legally? So that's not how they phrased the question. It was like, so what happens if you do this, 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 and this? And that went viral. He's getting yeah. death threats. He nearly, and he's like, no, no, that is. The, I'm asking a detective the question here. What happens in that hypothetical situation that I'm sure has happened in real life? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, deplatforming, canceling, canceling, cancelization. Not a, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Um, mm-hmm. And and all that type of stuff is is so can so quickly get out of hand and that domino effect goes from people being upset to you you, you losing your job and mm-hmm. losing sponsors man with that Christchurch thing i lost two sponsors right mm-hmm. one was raid shadow legends which is hilarious that's uh, insane <laughs> but okay <laughs> and another one i i won't say who they were but they said man we're we're going to ha- you know they made a public statement we cannot stand behind mr butterfield yeah, two months later, two months later, they come back and said, "Oh, we'd like to continue going." Like, yeah, of fuck, course, because it's just you the virtue. They have to toe the line for the public bullshit. Yeah, of course. Oh, I was so filthy, so I hit them up for more cash, and they they paid it. So I was like, okay, yeah. cool, whatever. But um, so how is your cancelization going now? I know that's not a word, but how well, is I your mean, cancelling? I've been canceled going? like fifty million times. Like technically, I'm perma banned from Twitter <laughs> for tough shit. 
Um, and it just, it is what it is. I mean, like I'll keep trudging forward until I get banned from everything, I guess, but yeah. Yeah. I guess the thing that bothers me the most is that like, um, there to not get into too much history. I basically like, I started the political platform on Twitch when Twitch was a very, I don't want to say right leaning, but there's kind of this idea of like the gamer bro kind of like the anti sjw that was like the default position of like all gamers back in 2016 and i kind of started building a political platform on twitch for a while and for about two years i was the only one doing it and i always had these like pretty left-leaning opinions like all the gaming community hated me because i was like the sjw cock boy blah 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 swear boy etc um but now like the communities have moved so far left that i'm like now people hate me because they say they're like I'm transphobic or racist or homophobic. So I guess the thing that the thing that bothers me the most is that somehow I went from being like ultra SJW to like incredibly racist and homo. And I have no, I don't even know how. Yeah, because my positions haven't really changed at all. But yeah. it's just where the all of the corporate and like social like culture is kind of moving in that direction. Because I, I get the whole, I get told that I'm far right, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then I've I've seen some Reddit forums talking about me saying that I'm very socially left. Mm-hmm. And like uh, with you know social medicine, all that type of stuff, like I'm really socially left. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think, do you just think I'm far right because I say things that you don't agree on? Like I, I I try and weigh things up and play the fence on everything. Like I don't have a political leaning. I just sort of sit there and go, okay, what do I think in this situation? Like mm-hmm. there's some things that I'm you know a right like I. Like guns, right? I love guns. I love shooting guns. I don't mm-hmm. think that everyone should have a gun. Um, I also think in America that the sort of the way you get a gun is probably way too easy. Obviously, you'd know more on that. But mm-hmm. if you pass a test to say that you're uh, mentally sound to buy a gun, that doesn't mean you're going to be mentally sound in 10 or 15 years' time. True. Uh, so, you know, the whole mental health thing when it comes to owning a weapon that can take people's lives. That's something to talk about. But I also yeah. think you should, I, I don't know. So the broader internet is very like, it's all very American. It's kind of funny, but like, I think the majority of the internet, except for these kind of like niches, like in Korea, there's like the neighbor website, China's got its own shit going on. Sometimes you'll have like an alternate languages, other like niches of the internet, but broadly speaking, like the English internet is very American. So yes. you get people that like all of the t- the internet you'll have people that will like say things like this guy is saying that he's a you know he's not 100 about immigration um so i'm pretty sure he's a nazi but he yeah. also really likes you know like free health care so i think he's like a communist and i don't know what the fuck to believe like okay yeah. well bro outside of america every fucking country has health care besides us but like american people they like if they can't put it in a box they like lose their fucking mind um can, and it's just can, yeah it's very very irritating so can <clears> you i think about 70 percent of the people that listen to this on on my channel will be australian mm-hmm. Sure. Can you explain the healthcare system, not the whole fucking thing, but just a general overview of the healthcare system in Australia? Because, for example, yesterday uh, my partner had uh, chipped a bit of the tooth down here because she grinds her teeth um, mm-hmm. at, at night. And we went to the dentist um, and it was all covered. Like it was just mm-hmm. sweet. Uh, a mate of mine, we were on tour and being, um, being you know, full right-wingers, we thought we'd try and punch some sticks to break through them because they were, like, half decomposed. He broke his hand, um, which was fucking dumb. Uh, the, la- the lady in the uh, – or the nurse said, why did you why, – why, how did you do this? She said, oh, I was punching, I was punching a, a, a tree. And so she sends him for a mental health review. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, no, no, I was just trying to see if we could break it. Uh, anyway – so 
you know, this is like a $2,000 job or whatever it is. He gets mm-hmm. it absolute for free, just walks out. Um, what happens in America if you break something or you go to the hospital? <laughs> well, if uh, it depends on if you have insurance or not. Do you want the insurance route or not insurance route? Well, let's say um, I, I you imagine- don't have insurance, you transfer all of your assets as quickly as possible to a family member. You yeah. go get whatever services you need done. Then you declare bankruptcy and you don't have any assets in your name. And then for seven years, your credit is fucked and then you're good to go. Um, wow. Just everything in America is very expensive. It's just very, very, very expensive. Um, it, like- if you wanted to get any major work done for like teeth or whatever, I imagine for like a cavity, you're probably paying out of pocket, like upwards of four to five to six to $700, maybe a thousand. It depends on how serious it is. Like cool. if you go in for like a full, just like a cleaning and x-ray, I want to say that used to cost me, it's like anywhere from, I think it's around $300 to do that. Um, if you're breaking bones and you need like extended hospital time or whatever, you're looking at probably a five figure bill, um, like at least like $10,000. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, there's like, yeah, ambulances are going to be expensive. Um, a lot of, you've got a lot of leeway in the price because you can negotiate with a hospital. Like you can tell them like, Hey, like I'm paying cash. Can I get a discount? A lot of hospitals work with you for that. Um, I've gotten discounts on like stuff when I go to the hospital for like checkups or whatever. Sometimes I'll get cheaper prices because I don't have, I just don't have insurance. Um, yeah, but it really, it really depends on what you're going in for. Medication can be a really big one. Um, if you're a woman on an expensive type of birth control, that might be hundreds of dollars a month. Um, if you need like insulin or something, you're almost for sure going to be on insurance. Otherwise you're not gonna be able to afford it. And then for like major surgery stuff, you're it's, it's, it's going to be unreal. Like my, I remember my kid's mom had cancer, um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma pretty young. I think she was like 23. And there was a brief period of time before we like officially legally separated, um, or whatever, in order to get her on the like social healthcare in the United States, where I had to pay out of pocket for some of her cancer drugs. And there was some prescription I felt it was like two pills related to her chemotherapy. And it was like a thousand dollars for this, like one dose of shit. And I was like, Oh my fucking God, like we got to get you on, on Medicaid ASAP. Cause this, you're going to die if otherwise, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So there, it was, yeah, there's, yeah, it sucks in the United States. The thing that sucks the most in the United States too is um, like, I'm pretty sure we pay more for it than you guys do. You know, like people in the US will be like, uh, people in the US will say some dumb shit. Only in America will say this. Well, at least it doesn't come out of my taxes. Okay. Meanwhile, these motherfuckers are paying like $800 a month for health insurance for a family of four. And they're making like 50, 60,000 a year. And it's like, mm. bro, this is your, this is like a Lamborghini almost. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we pay a ton for it. If you look at how our overall healthcare expenditures, they're higher than every other country in the world. Um, our healthcare outcomes aren't really that great compared to any other country. Like, I think they're like, com- like they're about what you would expect of any like OECD country. So, so it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just really expensive for no reason. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I've always been astounded that so many people are against socialized medicine in the States. I, I know it I know it comes from the the tax, like from taxes, but you will see that back. Like at some point in your life, you will benefit from it. Like, you know, ha- how many people go through their, you know, 70 years on this earth with a clean bill of health? It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got private health uh, insurance, but I also – um, have had a, a surgery on on my leg that was free. I've uh, all that shit. Like it, you just turn up and you just do it, and and you walk out, and like there's it to the point where there's no like um like payment machine at the front. Like you don't have to walk in and pay. Like there's nothing there. Like there's no uh-huh. receptionist. You just walk out. Um, yeah, that 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 astounds me. And I imagine it it, it transfers through to uh, psychologists, to mental health uh, reviews, all that for type everything. of shit for mm-hmm. everything. And then there's just so many people that um, 
I, I imagine it's a lot cheaper to buy a license for a firearm than go and see a psychologist. And I think oh, that's, that's not true in the United States. It's not true. Because you don't have to buy a license for a firearm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that shit is free. Or you might have to pay like $13 for like a fingerprint. Okay, okay, yep. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, but I'm pretty sure in a lot of states in the U.S., somebody can be going to wrong. I'm pretty sure in most U.S. states, I don't think you need a license for like a rifle. Uh, maybe for a handgun you might need to, but I don't I don't know if you actually need to just get a license because it's like a constitutional, like screw it, yeah. Dude, in, in Australia, they had uh, one mass shooting and took all the guns. And oh, which ups- Arthur. Yes, yeah. which upsets me because- I love shooting guns. I don't know uh-huh. what I don't know if you enjoy them, but they're just fun. They're just really good fun. Um, and when it, whenever you, I go to different states in Australia, I'm in New South Wales, just uh, about two hours north of Sydney. And uh, in answer to your question about traffic here, no traffic. It's fucking amazing. I love it here. Um, anyway, so to shoot a gun here, you have to do like you have to. It's ridiculous. It's uh-huh. No one does it because it's just too hard. You go to Queensland up north, um, you can go to like a, a range and shoot, but the guns are like tied down. Like they're on these oh, sort of Oh, we have like that kind of in California wise. where like for a lot of the rifles, you're not allowed to have a pistol grip. So they've got these weird fucking mechanisms. So when you're holding it, your hand is like kind of like weird. Oh, really? Yeah. There's like dumb shit. Yeah. And it's like a, I don't know if they repealed this and then brought it back or if it's still repealed. They, there was like a 10 bullet magazine limit. So you're trying to hold this like rifle where you can't even get your grip on the thing correctly. And then you get like 10 rounds before you have to reload. Oh uh, yeah. It's just, it's, yeah, it is what it is. It's fucking I, I did my, um, my ESTA application the other day for a visa to come in uh, to the States. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And this question I thought was very, very interesting. And I think it's actually really good. Uh, question number four, yeah. do you seek to engage in or have you ever engaged in terrorist activities, espionage, sabotage, or genocide? So that's um, it's a good way to weed people out, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, if you answer yes to that, you probably don't need a visa waiver. You probably need to go through a more <laughs> extended process. <That> sounds- <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you fucking waste your time into that shit? Um, yeah, so <clears throat> I, I really, um, I, I, I really enjoy the country that I live in. I think, I think uh-huh. every country has a lot to learn from each other. I am a. Can I'm I a, can I ask yes. you a question about that? I'm actually so curious. Okay, because you seem like you're a bit writer socially i think maybe than i am I, i'm picking up a little bit of it when it came to like the mask mandates and everything um but i'm so i'm kind of curious um what what is your position on or how did you feel about the mandates for australia right because you have some people saying that like we love them they protected us other people saying i have a friend <laughs> do you know who lauren southern is yes yeah she so she tells me right when i was in australia it's the most oppressive thing ever you've got to check it everywhere it's literally fucking 1984 nazi i can't do it uh what yeah what what, what is your what, what did you feel about everything i'm curious as, um, as an australian that yeah, has, has an opinion i wouldn't say it's right now like now it's everyone's as i said before the the war in the ukraine so covid who uh mm-hmm. so no one really cares anymore but for a while there it was it was interesting to be told by your government that you can't leave the house it was interesting to be told by you. And this is the ones that sh- – this is like where I'm staunch on like, nah, you can't you can't do this. You can't I, – I don't think you should be able to tell people that they can't make a living, they can't mm-hmm. see their family, and they can't leave their house. I think that's – and I, particularly when it's a disease that, you know, only kills – and I know it still kills people, no doubt. Of that, there is no doubt. Mm-hmm. Very small percentage. Like if yeah. this was, you know, ripping through and killing, like a bowler, I think has like what is it, sixty or seventy or eighty percent uh, mortality rate, whatever it is, something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was that and it was uh, as widespread as COVID, yeah, sure, 
lock us down. But uh-huh. when it's something not uh, not as prevalently, well, not as as it's causing death as much, uh, mm-hmm. then then I have any bit of an issue with it. In Western Australia right now, so if you think of Australia, basically there's a line down the middle, and that's Western Australia, right? It's okay. a de- it's a desolate shithole with like a couple of cities. Um, it's uh-huh. just all desert. Now they have been in lockdown for oh, three years. Uh, two and a half years, and they've just sort of opened up the borders, and you still have to do certain tests, like you're going into a different country, sort of thing. Uh-huh. And they were a lot. I made a couple of videos on it, and a lot of people were angry at me from Western Australia. I actually lost a lot of subs because of it, but I was, I still agree with what I said. Uh-huh. I said that I understand what you're doing, and you're preserving your economy, all right, and that's wonderful. Um, obviously, some people in the economy, particularly tourist trade, was still destroyed, but you're still protecting the economy. That's great. But I had friends over there who couldn't get their son there, you know, their 14-year-old son there because he was in New South Wales when the border shut. You couldn't yeah. get your son over there. They couldn't come back over for work. They couldn't do certain contracts in with their, with their workplace because they were in different states. They weren't allowed to leave. And I think that that infringes on people's rights to move freely within their own country. Like we have states here in Australia, but for, for the longest time, no one's ever really given a shit. You just go into a different state. No one cares. All of a sudden there's, you know, border control and it's like going into a, a new country. Like when I was in um, when I was in Italy and I, I landed at the airport, like you got this dude and there's a guy with an AK-47 and it's full on. It was like that here for a while, minus the AK-47. It was like, well, am I going to get across all this type of stuff? That's, mm-hmm. wh- that's where I'm at. And I understand the reason why but I don't think it's the best way to go about it. And this is later in the pandemic. I'm talking six to eight months ago. Like this is mm-hmm. what was going on. So we're not, we're not talking alpha variant where people are dropping. We're not talking Delta where people haven't had the vaccine. We're talking Omicron, Omicron, mm-hmm. whatever you want to fucking call it. Um, we're talking then that these you know mandates and these type of things were still in place. As for the vaccine mandate, I don't think you should tell people they have to get it or you can't work. But I understand that some people are like, hey, well, I don't feel safe. I get that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 it's such a um, controversial topic to different people. I think I, I didn't want to get the vaccine only because people were like, you have to get it. But we had no cases here. This was the big thing too, and you must understand this. In Australia, mm-hmm. we were getting case numbers when people were told to get the vaccine of like, Two per day or something. Yeah. yeah. And everyone was like, I'm not getting a fucking vaccine. I don't want to do that. Um, so you were hearing more about vaccine deaths in the States and more uh-huh. people were dying from that than COVID in Australia. So uh-huh. I understand why a lot of people were um, hesitant to do it. As for older people, I was like, for my grandparents, I talked them into getting it. Now, in Australia, you were only able to get a certain vaccine. It was called AstraZeneca. I don't know if they had that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could only get that if you were over the age of 60, you could only get that one. You couldn't get the other ones. Mm-hmm. And there was some worry about blood clots and type, those type of things with that particular vaccine. So my mm-hmm. grand, my grandma, who's had issues with blood clots in the past and that type of stuff and circulation issues, she rings me and she's in tears and she's genuinely worried. She's like, I really want to get the vaccine, but the doctor says I can't get the other one. Uh, like, I'm scared. I, I, she's like, I don't want to die. I was like, fuck. Like, you know. To be told that you have to get this particular one, I think that's a bit of an issue. Um, but I, I said to her, I said, you should get it. You should absolutely get it because if you get this uh, this Delta variant, you'll die. So I talked her into it. Me as a 28-year-old who was, you know, I'm 
healthy, you know, I, I run all the time, I train every day. I think my immune system would be okay. I didn't think I needed it. I haven't had the booster shot um, just because I had the a virus like two months ago. So I was uh-huh. like, and in different parts of the world, they say, oh, you're, you know, you will have antibodies for X amount of months. Um, in Australia, I think in some parts of the world, they say it's six months, uh, mm-hmm. some longer. In Australia, they say it's only 28 days. So we only get the antibodies for 28 days for whatever fucking reason. Gotcha. Um, I don't know where the fuck they pulled that from. But, um, yeah, I mean, that that's sort of my thing. And it, I don't have a hard line view on it. Like there's no like, okay, this is exactly what I think. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, okay, this is what I sort of think, but also I understand why people think differently. That's okay, my view sure. on it. Okay. Well, I don't what, have strong opinions on the Australia stuff. The, the only thing that I heard that because everybody um, everybody wanted to use your country and New Zealand as evidence of what we should do and evidence is what we shouldn't do. Everybody on the left um, in the United States was like, look at Australia, New Zealand. They're so successful. And then everyone on the right was always like, look at Australia, New Zealand. It's literally Hitler. Uh, so it was just, it's just funny that your countries are, but your Australia is also used for gun control people as well. We're like, look what they did in Australia. They banned the guns under Port Arthur and they don't have as many mass shootings. Like, okay. Yeah. But, but also you got interesting. with, with the, with the guns, you got to take into account. There's only 26 million people here. Like, mm-hmm. It's fuck all in comparison. Like if there's one, if there's one in a million people that are absolutely insane, genocidal maniacs that live in your country, there's only 26 here, and it's a massive mm-hmm. country. You know, sure. in America, there's what 330 absolute insane maniacs, you know, running around, and they have more access to guns. I get it, mm-hmm. I get it, yeah. but that's why this doesn't happen here. So I, I think, as far as vaccines, I don't think you should be made to get it at the risk of getting fined. At po- at some points, people are saying, you know, you, you have to get locked up and all that shit. I don't think that should happen. I think if you feel you should need, if you need it, then you absolutely should be able to get it, and you should be able to get it for free, and you should be able to feel safe in your own country. But um, that also stems back to the, the, the thing I was talking about before with um, getting the vaccine and not being able to spread it. So people are like, well, if I, if I think I'm going to be okay, why the fuck do you care if I get it or not? It's not going to affect you. So that was another True. argument. Um, yeah, and, and because it was all, you know, untested waters and, and people were scared and worried all the time, like it was, it was, it was certainly worrisome for a lot of people and a lot of people were angry and panicking and uh you know people on the right had the shits because they couldn't protest but people uh, the black lives matter protests happened during that time and then people on the right wanted to protest and their protests got shut down and it's just these things that weigh up and give people the shits you know and mm-hmm. if you constantly uh, chip away at someone's um you know mindset of this is a fair country then you know, eventually they crack the shits and, and then they you they lose trust and then you fucking lost them for Once life. Once the credibility is gone, yeah, you can, yeah. the government can come out and say things like drinking water is healthy and, you, you know, people will start yes. only drinking soda because they think you're just trying to mind fight them on something. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's what happened here. Like, credibility was lost. Um, and, and also the state governments in Australia started running, like, they 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 had this power that they've never had before. And then all of a sudden state government representatives, the premier or the senator of that state, they were like celebrities and they were on the news every morning at 11 o'clock. Every morning for a year they were on the, on the like all the TV stations here in Australia would cut whatever they were doing and they'd go to the premier to update on the daily figures and we've had 11,000 infections and then they ended up just stopping because they were like, oh, we've had 25,000 infections and two deaths and they just stopped. But for a year or so they were updating every day and um, the Queensland premier was like, we will not 
not let anyone in this state from New South Wales. They are rampant down there with COVID. This is a COVID-free state. And it's like, dude, you can't be a COVID-free state. You know, get everyone vaccinated. And that, that was the other thing with Western Australia. They were saying, okay, we're going to open up Australia once everyone's vaccinated. Everyone got vaccinated, like everyone. And then they go, no, we're not opening. Yeah, I think you ran into this a lot in Canada as well, where people were basically saying, like, once we hit certain vaccination rates, you know, we're going to open everything up again. And then they hit certain vaccination rates and then they don't, where it takes them a while to do it. And then I think people that could wink, like, oh, well, what the fuck? You said if we did this, it would happen. And it didn't. So, yeah. 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 So what do you, what do you think's happening with um, a lot of people like really – guys that I sort of talk to about political um, political issues. Uh, there's this guy in Australia called Friendly Geordies. I don't know if you know who Friendly Geordies is, but he's a very interesting guy. You should um, have a look at him. He was recently sued for making fun of, uh, of the state, uh, the deputy state premier. Um, okay. so, he ba- so he basically made, uh, this deputy premier goes, okay, you're being racist. Now, the deputy premier is Italian, and Jordan Shanks, uh, who's the guy behind Friendly Geordies, was calling him bruz and doing sort of Italian accents. Jordan's also from a European background, so it's a bit hard to you know say that that's racist, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, mm-hmm. so he, he took not only Friendly Geordies to, to court, but he also took Google to court in Australia as a part of YouTube. Okay. And I, I talk to him a lot about politics, and he's very left-wing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Australia, so there's the Liberals are actually the right wing party, and that's how it is uh, in most of the world is what they call them. Yeah, we have a weird for some reason we call Liberals Democrats. Is like the left wing party here, but yeah, yeah, it, it's weird. So he he he's very pro um, Labor here in Australia, mm-hmm. which is the left wing party, mm-hmm. and he's very very interesting, and he's actually brought a lot more people, I think into the middle ground of politics. And he hates the idea of left and right. He just really enjoys looking at uh, particular politicians who don't tow the who either stay with their own mindset or if something goes against them, they don't tow the party line. And I think we see that a lot more in our left-wing uh, governments here in, or, or government parties here in Australia. I, I think in right-wing governments you often see, but also in saying that, I don't know if that's quite true after what we've seen over with COVID and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I, what I'm getting to here is, do you think there is a point where potentially we could get to a world where it's not left first, right constantly? It could, we can just somehow sort of play the middle ground and people can still be, um, you know, friendly with each other, even if they don't absolutely agree 100% with each other politically. I mean, anything's possible, right? You know, Russia could nuke everybody tomorrow for whatever reason. So <laughs> who knows what that the post-nuclear world will look like. Um, I think that right now, I think that there are too many things that benefit from us being like very hyper-partisan. And I don't see that changing. Mm. Like, I think that the entire media landscape is kind of built around this hyper-partisan idea. And there's a lot of money to be made being hyper-partisan. Um, I think that politically, like political parties and political figures can play into the partisanness of their base in a, in a way that, you know, makes it so they can be hyper-partisan. Um, and I think that people's minds to become more hyperpartisan because of like social media environments. Like you're very much rewarded for being hyperpartisan. And that type of idea is 
constantly reinforced in ways that it never was before. Um, I think that people are developing, it's kind of weird. I'm a big globalist guy, but I, I mean, one negative part of this, people are developing because of social media and internet, very national level identities that I don't think are good for people to um, like associate with the people around them. Like in the United States, uh, and I'm sure it's probably true in Australia, like a lot of people are very interested in what's happening on the national or international level, but they don't really know anything about their local level or the people that they associate with. And they have this concept of like, what is an American left-leaning person? What is an, uh, what is an American right-leaning person? And the traits that they ascribe to them are going to be what the like most partisan people on their side accuse the most partisan people on the right side of being, rather than realizing that there's like a whole spectrum of these types of people all across the United States that like um, a left-leaning person and um, like a left-leaning person in Michigan is is going to look a lot different than a left-leaning person in California, or you know, like a conservative in Alabama is going to be a lot different than like a conservative in like maybe New York or Connecticut mm. or something. Um, and yeah, these I think yeah, there's there's just there's a lot of things that are playing into keeping us like very hyper-partisan right now, and I don't know. I don't see the mechanisms for any of those things being removed or slowing down. So it seems like for the foreseeable future, we're just going to keep becoming more and more and more partisan mm. and yeah, more kind of like sucked away from each other where the other sides are so diametrically opposed that every single goddamn issue becomes a new fucking fight for some political idea. Like I said, like I, I feel like any, any left-leaning politician in America right now can come out and make literally any statement whatsoever. And right-leaning people will come out and say the opposite. And then, yeah. then sometimes it feels like vice versa. It could be the same thing that like people on the right will come and say, and people on the farthest left will take like the most opposite view. And it's just like, it's insane right now. Yeah. Well, everyone's up against, uh, up against the wall. You know, and what are they going to do once they get pushed up against the wall? There's only so much you can get pushed back as or get pushed back up against the wall. You've got to fight back at one point. And then so at some point someone goes, oh, fuck, you know, I hate the left. And then they go, no, I hate the right. And mm -hmm. then you just become so opposed to each other for, for the rest of your lives. Like you just become a, a dogmatic right-wing voter. No matter what, <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm always being right-wing. And we see that here in Australia. We see that, I guess they say that all over the world. One of the issues I think that happens with the, the Labor government here in Australia, the left-wing government, um, that there's an election coming up, is they represent the workers. And they always have, mm -hmm. you know, Labor, workers. Um, but now they also represent the, the Zers, you know. Yeah, the social issues. And it's like, they're so so opposed to like it's just different it's 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 madness and that's what i've said to this friendly geordie's dude i said mate i would absolutely probably vote labor because mm -hmm. i think that things like um one of the big things they talk about is that uh young people or anyone who works on the weekends should get weekend rates mm -hmm. and i relied on those when i was young so like mm -hmm. on a sunday i'd get double time so i'd get double my wage for working on a sunday so i give up my entire weekend all that type of shit you get paid and you can live off that as a young person. Um, mm -hmm. the, the Liberal government here in Australia removed penalty rates. That's what they're called here. Um, things like that. Like that's why I want a Labor government, you know, to look after the people who can't look after themselves or mm -hmm. can but need assistance. Um, but what, what comes with it? What's attached? Yeah. That we, have the same, we have the same problem here in the United States where – the Democratic Party, I think it's historically kind of the party that's seen as like the defenders of workers' rights, but now there's a lot of social baggage that goes along with it as well. And 
it's, it's a very difficult environment to understand unless you do a lot of reading to understand where everybody's at on it. It doesn't help either that the people that are in politics are literally aliens. Uh, you know, yes. like people that like pundits like me or people that are in political parties, like we think about things that the average person doesn't care about, doesn't think about. And then you end up getting in these circles where, you know, we're having these huge debates on, you know, like what is the appropriate amount of like social whatever for this particular thing? And the average person doesn't even know these issues exist. And then these start to become like parts of political platforms. And most people are like, they don't even care. But then sometimes people push too hard on the other end. And I hear people say this a lot where people are like, oh, you know, like um, Americans, Americans don't care about all this crazy social stuff. They care about meat and potatoes issues. They really want to talk about the economy. That's not true either. There's a lot of people that care about social issues. You can find a lot of Americans. I'm sure it's the same in Australia. You can find a lot of Americans that will sometimes turn single issue voters on some social issues. Like abortion is a really big one for some religious yeah. They don't care what your economic platform, they'll fucking starve to death before they will vote for a pro-abortion, but pro-labor, um, you know, like candidate in the United States. So social issues are important, but the types of social issues that get focused on can be a little bit outside of the Overton window where most Americans are for like the left-leaning parties. Um, and that, that the idea that like it's hard to separate out like i want to support this thing but it's becoming increasingly hard to because of all the other things they represent i think it's more difficult um something that i've complained about a lot in the united states is i'm a big fan of like conservative parties like i think you need to have a conservative party that stands as a strong counterbalance to the the um i, I keep wanting to say liberal the left-leaning party because if you have like just if there's no counterbalance, then it just things get insane. And in the United States, no offense to my conservative friends, um, you have to be batshit insane to be a Republican in the United States. I'm pretty sure conservatives all over the world even agree with that. That Republicans in the United States are just they're a special brand of fucking crazy, right? Anti healthcare. They don't believe in anything related to climate change at all. Just like just like very 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 far out there people. Um, but the problem is that like now it feels like the left is starting to become increasingly insane as well. Like before I'd always say like, yeah, like no matter what happens, I'm always going to be left just because like there are just some fundamental things. Like I think we should probably have some kind of socialized health care. I think that minimum wage is an okay idea. Uh, we probably need to do more to help poor people like these socializations I agree with, but when it becomes like more and more kind of extreme on one side, um, it's getting harder for some people to identify with that party, even if they mm. do think that they um, stand up for workers' rights more. And I think you're seeing that now in polling, especially in minority groups where they were kind of taken advantage of for a long time, not taken advantage of, but like if you're the left-leaning candidates in the US, you kind of just assume minorities are always with you. And you're starting to see that trend change as more and more radical messaging is getting embraced. Um, and that's something that, yeah, who knows, the next election cycle in the US is going to be a wild one in 2024 oh, when the presidential stuff happens. And even fuck. the next like house races are going to be yeah crazy. Yeah. yeah, man. Like here in Australia, everyone's like, there's an election. Like, I don't even know. It could be soon. It could be tomorrow. People are like, hey, who gives a shit? Um, mm -hmm. But we all love watching the American uh, election election race. It's very, very interesting. But I, yeah. I wonder if it, it, it's the same here. Like, it's a two-party preferred uh, system, all that type of shit. It's the same in the States. Like, it's like, you know, if you have two parties that are supposed to um, represent every single person in the United States or Australia, like, it just can't be done. Like, it cannot be done. Like, what you said before about being left-leaning uh, you know, I socialized medicine, you know, um, uh -huh. uh, a, a decent minimum wage, uh, looking after poor people, getting homeless people assistance. Like, uh -huh. those are, they are things that I can't imagine any of my friends disagreeing with, uh -huh. you know, like, like who the fuck disagrees with that? Or even for me, but I'm far right, apparently. Uh -huh. Like, it, it's yeah. such a strange thing. It's like, it's the label. And then if you get labeled that enough, you're just going to be it. 
Like you, yeah. you just go, okay, fine. I guess I can understand these people. I'm, I guess I'm a conservative now. Like I never thought I would be a right wing person. And I guess I am on some things, but once again, I am, I'm not on others. Like there just needs to, you need to be able to be, like show some introspection and, and be able to be brave enough to go, well, I'm none of these fucking things, mate. You, you don't need to label me. And also, like, are you voting for Joe Biden because he's going to save the world or should you really just focus on who you're voting for in your local area who's going to fucking put some, put some street signs up to save the ducks? Like, that's all I give a shit about at the moment. There's a pond down the road and there's a duck that gets hit every second week. I'm trying to find my local member so I can say, can you fucking save the ducks, mate? There's a turtle out the front of my house the other day. That was fucking weird. I'm on the top of a hill. I was like, what? How, the, how did you get here? <laughs> but... Yeah. I don't know, man. It's I try and, and I'm I'm the opposite to you. I try and stay out of the political stuff, like like genuine political issues, because I just it just does my head in. And and hats off to you guys who spend a lot of time talking about it, because it just it's so frustrating to me to look at it and go like these these decisions made by these people who were always going to be politicians. Like, mm-hmm. I, there's these guys in Australia called the Young Liberals. And they are the young, like, you know, liberal being the opposite here in Australia. Yeah. And they, they're running around with their $600 boots, these, you know, leather boots, the R.M. Williams boots, and they're all, you know, running off mum and dad's money and all this type of shit. Like, different people. Like, mm-hmm. so different to me who grew up in, like, a working-class um, city. You know, just so different. And, and, and people I would never be able to relate to. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm supposed to be towing the line on their political party. It's like, that's not me, man. Like, don't try and <laughs> yeah. label. Um, we, we all talk about labels. Like, don't try and label me as this one thing. Like, that, you don't, you don't understand anything about what I believe. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's increasingly harder to be apolitical, though, because it feels like these days everybody is expected to have a political opinion about everything. Yeah. Um, I, it almost feels like you are almost automatically assumed to be the worst if you don't answer certain questions, like if somebody were to come up and ask you a question of like, where do you stand on like trans people in sports in the United States? If you were to answer, like, I don't really have an opinion on that. It's basically the same to a lot of people saying like, fuck trans people. I hate them all. Like, yeah. it's like people will hear it as like the same, like you're expected to have like these co- or like on foreign policy or on any other social issue. Like you're, if you're in any kind of the spotlight or celebrity figure at all, you're like expected to have these opinions. So it's, it's, no, like, it it's, get- it's like saying no comment. In a courtroom, you're automatically guilty. Yeah, you people assume like, oh, you plead the fifth. Yeah, okay, yeah. dude. Yeah, we see what kind of person. Yeah, so it seems yeah. difficult that to stay apolitical because, especially if you're a comedian, because I'm sure, um, even without having seen your stuff, I'm sure you your jokes will touch on like social issues and everything. So people will probably expect you to have like a whole platform thought out. Yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, you know, let's 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 go with abortion. I think that you should be able to make that decision on your own. Like mm-hmm. in um. I know people who have had them here and, like, there's so much pressure from your doctor not to do it. And I just uh-huh. think, you know, should you as a 16, 17, 18-year-old girl or, or, of any age who's not in the right, either not in the right frame of mind or not in the right uh, financial state, should you be forced to then bring up a child? Uh-huh. No, you shouldn't be forced to do anything just because, what, you had sex. Like, there's so much religious backing with all that. It's just, like, it's yeah. mad. Um, with the trans thing, should should you be able to compete against women? I don't think you sh- should, you know, maybe, I don't know, but should you be left out? No, you know, it's, there's no, you can't be hard line on these. Or maybe you can, maybe you can be hard line or maybe you shouldn't. It's, it's such a, 
like as a, as a 28 year old, I haven't made up my mind on a lot of things. Like I haven't thought them through. There's a long, like a long part of my life still to go until I come up with an idea, like an idea that I'm actually happy with. And I'm sure it'll change over time. Mm-hmm. But man, I, you know, with videos, I lose subs, I gain subs and people go, no, you, you I can't believe you're, you're so left wing. No one sees it. And like, you know, you're, you like, you're, you're pro abortion, you piece of shit. And man, I got this, completely off topic but these are the type of people that watch my shit because i do um i do these ghost hunts all right completely off topic ghost documentaries you should check them out i did one about the yowie i think you'll enjoy okay is this like slang or is this actual like hunting for spectral fucking ghost people yeah yeah yeah, all right and people they people when i first started doing they're going oh where's the joke like no no this is okay this is dead set um and uh I got sent this, um, and they're like they're really high production, and they they go for like an hour, so they're very different to my normal content. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just enjoy them; they're fun, right? Um, we did one with the UFO dude who was getting followed by the government, and we saw some interesting things that night—a weird flash in the sky that I still don't know what it was. Anyway, um, so we did this one ghost one, and then this dude really enjoyed it and sent me uh, this book, right? And he sent me along with the book. He was American and. I watched some of his YouTube content. He had like 70 views on his videos. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, getting out there. And he's very, very religious. He sent me this like five or six page letter about, you know, evil is coming, Isaac, and you must be careful. And and the evil he was referring to. Real quick, wait, was this a book that he'd written or was this another? Well, yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha, well, yeah. okay. A book I get he'd written. Sometimes. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. He'd written, he'd written it and he sent it to my PO box. Mm-hmm. He, he wrote it. And, and published it himself, I imagine. I don't know if Penguin was behind it. Sure. And sent it to me. And the book was about one subject, and that was that David David Leto, J- what's his name? Jared Leto. Okay. Was the spawn of Satan. It was 150 pages long with evidence that Jared Leto was the spawn of Satan. This is the exact same person that's anti-abortion. Like these gotcha. people are mad. Like some, like I understand why people are anti-abortion because it's it, it's a not a nice thing, right? I get it. Mm-hmm. It's not a nice thing. It's never a nice thing, but some things in life aren't nice. But the, the, this dude, like, I feel like there is a lot of people in the states that are a lot more full on to use an Australian uh, expression than people over here. Like, I think we're just a little bit more relaxed. Like, I can't see an Australian writing a book about Jared Leto being the the son of Satan. I mean, it's hard to say. I, I think that there's like, the thing is, is that Americans are very loud. Um, so anytime we're doing crazy stuff, everybody around the world will see it. And yeah. anytime we do crazy stuff in our country, we always see it. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to say at the end of the day, like, you know, are there really more crazy people in America than any other place? Or do we just, you know, give them all a microphone or a megaphone, I guess, because it's entertaining. It's hard to say, you know? Yeah. I, I, I'm not too sure, but it's, uh, I mean, there's more people too. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing with um with uh with social media. Like, I don't know if you've seen libs of TikTok on uh, on Twitter. Yeah, I have. I have. Yeah, there's some interesting people. <laughs> Very a, interesting. We have no people. shortage of interesting people in the United States. That's uh, and I bet right they here. fucking hate you now. I bet they've just like they've written you off. You're far right now, according to not libs of TikTok, but the people who they showcase. Um, it's possible. I, I don't, it's I don't definitely. follow her. I just see stuff pop up on Reddit and stuff. So yeah, no, there's a lot of people that have, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, you're far right now because you yeah. dared talk about something that you're not allowed to talk about. 
Yeah, I know. I, yeah, that's, uh, I'm used to it at this point. There's a lot of communities that have me, uh, yeah, have me category that way. Uh, well, brother, line. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. So you're going to be uh, streaming now on YouTube alone? Um, I, you know, there might be a whole host of platforms. We'll see. There's a lot of stuff in the works right now that I'm figuring it out. So good on you, brother. All right. Well, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, go and check out Destiny on YouTube. Just look up his name. It'll be the first one that pops up. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate the conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, I am on tour right now. Live comedy is back. I'm going across the country and New Zealand in 2022, and I want to see you there. I want to make you laugh. I want to make you smile, and I I want to offend you. Head to isaacbutterfield.com forward slash tickets right now. Okay, that's where you need to go get your tickets. They are selling out fast. Live stand-up comedy is back. The Buttsman is back, and I am absolutely pumped to come to your part of the world. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.